only thing that's not realistic is what we tell our minds that's not realistic. And that's my mind. I, I, I'm big on the mindset as far as even going to every service call, you know, like what's my mindset going in there? So I'm going into the call thinking that I'm not going to succeed in that call. And I'm pretty much going to be spot on and not succeed in that call. If I go in that call with the mindset that I'm going to succeed on that call, then nine out of 10, I will. But it's mindset. We're in the solution business. If I do my job very well, then whatever solutions I provide them with, they're going to move forward with it. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your host, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you here on a new week. And we have a new subject and a new guest for you as well. This time we're talking with Dave Palmales. He is the general manager at a tri-branded location of one-hour heating and air conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing and Mr. Sparky Electric in Pleasantville, New Jersey. And we're excited to talk to him today about owning your future. This is one of those podcasts that we want to dive into because Dave's story is one that has risen through the ranks. He started as a, a, a standard plumber and worked his way through the ranks, now being an owner of his own business. And that's something that I think a lot of you listening uh, at least are interested in, not necessarily that it's the future for you, but you're, you're interested in seeing and hearing those stories because it's encouraging and it brings you uh, a, a future or something to be striving for or something to at least encourage others to be pursuing as well. And so we want to introduce that topic for you. And for that, we're going to turn to Brian with our quote. If you don't have a plan, you become part of somebody else's plan. Terrence McKenna. Yeah, many versions of that quote. I've also heard plan or be planned for. Uh, but the general concept there is making sure that you actually have a target that you're aiming for. Making sure that you are the star of your own movie. That you are not an extra in somebody else's movie, which is, which is easy to end up being, but everybody should be, should be striving to be the, the main character in the movie. That's right. That's a good point, Brian. And I mean, so listen, whether you have a desire in your heart to own your own business or become uh, you know, a general manager or something like that of a business, uh, it, it's, it's okay. Whether you do or don't, this podcast will still have relevant things for you. We're planning on talking to Dave about a variety of subjects ranging from stress to how he got to where he was to even his mindset in doing those things. And we're looking forward to having that conversation. But first, we want to talk to you as the listener and ask you, do you have your own plan? I mean, that's something that we're really encouraging you here. Our podcast is called Waste No Day. And the idea there is that you cannot waste a day if you have a plan set for that day. If you carry that principle out day over day over day, week over week, month over month, year over year, you actually have a target that you're shooting for as opposed to just waking up and saying, well, what are we going to do today? We're going to waste a day. <laughs> yeah, if you just go back through the last several episodes of this show, we had not not everybody in their service trucks 
was striving to be a, a GM or own a own a branch or own a company or something like that. We have people who their goal is to become the top selling tech at their company or in the nation or the top uh, sales trainer. I mean, we had Chris Crew on a couple week a couple weeks ago who rose through the ranks, actually became a GM, and then became the owner of a very large uh, residential service electrical company. And it wasn't for him, and he realized it wasn't for him, and then he went to a, became, I guess eventually became the president of a, like a presentation training company. And this is something that he realized later on was for him not necessarily being a GM or owning a company, but just training people. He said he gets more out of seeing other people succeed than himself succeed. So his calling was to teach people how to succeed. And then we have people who, who never want to get out of a service truck. This is, this is their calling. This is what they truly enjoy. And a lot of these people have been out of service trucks and realized that the other aspects of it were not for them. But the idea is, is not for everybody to, to listen to one guest on this show and say, we all need to go be like him and do what he does or do what she does. The idea is, is to say, figure out what you want to do. Figure out what really makes you light up. And if that's becoming a service manager, getting out of your truck to be a service manager where you just technically train all the up-and-coming plumbers or HVAC techs or electricians or what have you in, in your company or your branch, and then so be it. Those service managers that are really called to be service managers, some of the coolest guys to be around, they're so passionate about the trade and they are so passionate about teaching the next generation that trade. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. And that's a good point. You can't adopt somebody else's goal as your own. You need to set your own goals. You need to set your own path. You know, if, if Brian wants to bench 350 pounds, and I just say, well, I also, morning? I, yeah, I also would like to bench 350 pounds. Like if I'm not passionate about it, if I don't really care about it, what, what's going to happen? Anything that I'm attempting to do pursuing that goal is going to be mediocre at best, we'll say. And so putting your own goal out there is where, what drives the motor to actually go achieve that. And so the question we have for you is, do you have a goal? And if you do, do you have a plan to actually achieve that goal? You'll listen to our guest today, and I'm sure he's going to kind of explain his story, but I, I don't know that he just woke up one morning and was like, I would like to be the owner of my own company. Maybe he did, but it didn't happen that day, and it certainly didn't happen the next day either. Those are things that you have to plan for and then you have to work your way into. And like Brian was saying, whether it's being an owner or being the best of some other type of role or some other type of goal that you're shooting for, make sure that you have a plan. It's not what the goal is. It's are you executing and achieving on that goal? The thing about goals is that what they do is they, they reveal the true nature of your intention. If you set a goal and then you don't achieve it, either you misset the goal or you lied to yourself along the way as to whether you were really involved and uh, attempting to win at getting it. You think Dave can bench 350? I've seen Dave. Dave's a big dude. He, he is a big dude. I, I would guess that that has absolutely been in his history. Yeah. yeah he, he does a lot of weightlifting, plays a lot of sports. He's, he's a competitor. He's a competitor. Yeah. 
hungry, I believe, is what he calls it. He's definitely hungry, and something I love about Dave, and I, he's one of the first people we thought of, at least in the in the tri, tri brands here, to get on the podcast when we decided to move forward with it because he's so he's he's just tends to be so positive all the time, no matter what he's he's dealing with. He's one of these guys that always has like the 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 uh, shake with the the uh, hand on the back for anybody, you know, the half hug always tries to just light everybody up a little bit, always wants to kind of leave a a lasting positive impression, in my opinion. That's just what he comes across as to me. And I think we've been, I don't know, we've probably met like seven, eight years ago now. And see him at some of these, they call them uh, East Coast Success Squad meetings that we go to as part of our Ben Franklin network here. Uh, meet up with other ben, Benjamin Franklin plumbing divisions on this coast uh, once a month, typically, although we didn't do it through COVID. And then at all of our conventions and stuff like that. And I don't think I've ever seen the guy in a bad mood. No, that's true. He's always, he is always looking forward and he is always trying to encourage others to do the same. And that's why he's, he's such a great guest for this topic. So without further ado, we're going to bring him in. Welcome to the show, Dave. Our guest today is Dave Pamalas. He is from the Bronx, New York, and he is excited to be with us today. He started his career by studying heating and air conditioning in high school, actually, and get uh, got his apprenticeship there in heating and plumbing. He then relocated to Florida and the Tampa area in the early 2000s. There he started his career moving into a plumbing manager and eventually being promoted to GM. He relocated back to South Jersey where he became partner and GM of another franchise as well and Ben Franklin one hour and I believe they purchased Mr. Sparky later on in about 2018. All in he has about 21 of 25 years experience in the fields all under the clockwork home services umbrella. And we are super excited to talk to him today. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to have you on, Dave. Good to uh, talk to you again. It's been weeks, literally. <laughs> been weeks. Uh, you got, you got to I go like see it. your shop and uh, the new shop you guys got kind of still in, in uh, construction there, but really nice place. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's, still, it's an ongoing battle, especially in this business. There's never enough time. Time is one of the things that... uh. You need need more time of, and there's never enough time in a day, or less. This it feels that way. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, what we want to do is jump into our guest's uh, history. We always love learning about how you got started in the trade, and I think your story is one of particular interest because you really rose through the ranks of you know coming out of a truck all the way up to owning your own business. So, we want to hear how you got started in the trades. And then tell us that story about how you got to where you are today. I'll try to start up as I can. So I went to high school for this, a trade high school, and I studied uh, heating and air conditioning high school from my sophomore year to, to my senior year. I graduated in 1996, so that's uh, 25 years ago. From there, I was doing my apprenticeship. Uh, I'm the master um, plumber who did heating and plumbing. And I was in New York doing it at that time. I moved from New York to Florida. That was in 2000. In 2000, 
February 2000, actually, is when I ended up joining Scott Services uh, in Tampa, Florida. And that's when things really changed for my career and direction I went in as far as where I'm at today. Uh, Scott Services is part of uh, Clockwork Home Service back then. And we did plumbing, heating, and exiting. And I started with them. I was one of their plumbers, actually. So quick story, right? So I went to school for heating and air. But I ended up falling in love with plumbing as I was in the trenches. So I shifted gears and started with, like I said, Scott Services as a plumber. Then from 2000 to around 2003, when I got the opportunity to go into an actual service manager role. And the reason I got that opportunity, this is especially I know you have a lot of your audience of, of technicians out there and, and having those guys listening. What I did and, and what I focused on at that time, I had no idea that I was going to be where I'm at today and the level I'm at. But as far as an actual plumber, service plumber, I just fell in love with the organization and being part of um, Clockwork, the uniforms, the the way we do business, and I became a, a sponge. Basically, I didn't know any different, and so I just focused on learning everything as far as what we call today the franchise and how we do things as a franchise. And having that type of mindset and focus really drove me to continue to just grow in my career. And you fast forward to the career today, from 03 to 09, I was I spent in Tampa. Uh, from that point, I relocated to New Jersey, where I'm currently residing now. Now, i got to stop you there because I, I think all the listeners need to know exactly why somebody would choose to go from Florida to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was, it was, an, it was, a, I guess, a turning point in my life and, and age, I guess, and age was a big factor. So I was um, just about 30 years old, turned 30 years old and had that reflection in my life of where I was at and where I wanted to go to. And so I had everything going for myself in Tampa. Um, couldn't complain uh, still to this day. I'm very fortunate, very blessed to have the opportunity I was given in Tampa. And so, um, you know, I'm very appreciative for that. But it was a point where I was in my career that said, okay, what's the end game in mind for me? And so there was a franchise in Jersey that was struggling, basically, you know, hanging on by a thread, as you want to say. And so being out from New York, it was an opportunity for me to relocate from Florida back to the Northeast, go to New Jersey. Now, mind you, growing up as a kid, I never knew of Atlantic City. So Atlantic City is a major city next to Pleasantville that my office is located at. I always, I always hear people and friends of mine saying, hey, I'm going to AC for the weekend, I'm going to AC. Oh, I thought that was like really, really far. So never stepped foot in Atlantic City. Um, I, first time I stepped foot in Atlantic City was actually in 2003 for one of our conventions. And that's the first time I actually drove from Atlantic City to New York. So then I had a familiarity of what AC looked like, but it wasn't up in, you know, hey, wow, Atlantic City, let's go to AC besides big name casinos. But when I was at the point of my career now, I was saying, hey, you know, what's the end game in mind? I wanted to have what's called paper. Uh, I wanted ownership. So there was an opportunity to be, uh, be a GM slash uh, business partner. And short story, I just, you know, took a leap of faith and I already moved my family. You know, when I had one daughter from New York to Florida. Now I'm moving uh, three children and my wife to Atlantic City. And so that's the decision I made. 
And at this point, it's been the best decision I've made in my in my career because was it easy? No, absolutely. It was the most difficult thing to do as far as getting to a business that was barely hanging on, having to turn that business around, and then to get everyone to be on the same page and move in the right direction. And that happened, like I said, that was actually June of 09. And so from June of 09, continue to move forward. Here we are in 2021. In 2018, because of success and growth um, with the one-hour franchise, um, my partner and I, that's you know, Ben Franklin, we made the purpose of the Sparky franchise, and we've been growing that business as well. Stanley and I, we joined forces. We got together in 2012. I told everyone that in 2015 is when uh, him and I got actually married because we became a, a strong partnership and we ended up you know, moving into a new location that you guys currently visit, which is still um, you know, being built out you know, the construction, but we've been in there since 18, 19. And as we stand today, you know, we have all three brands, um, just roughly over about 50 employees right now. And we're still continuing continue to grow and, and move forward. And that's, I guess, a long story, short story, as far as like going from heating air school, then to being a plumber, to then moving forward into you know, owning a heating air company, then owning an electric company and having a partnership with the Ben Franklin and Sparky. So this career, you don't really, I mean, for me at least, I didn't know where it could take me, but a lot of doors opened up as I went through my career. And that's one thing about it, that's the beautiful thing about the franchise is that, you know, I was able to transfer from Tampa to New Jersey and still be within the same family and then have the opportunity to, you know, bolt on another franchise to the business. One thing about our franchise is that, you know, regardless whether electrical, plumbing, or HVAC, we all have the same symptoms, systems, excuse me, same symptoms as far as how we do things and how we operate. It's just a matter of applying them and staying focused on them. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. And what a story that you've had uh, really going from, you know, the day-to-day truck stuff all the way to sitting at a desk and, and a totally different day-to-day, uh, you know, perspective and responsibilities. And that's that's awesome. And I think, you know, many of our listeners, and maybe not all of them, but many of our listeners are looking into the future and saying, like, where does my path go? You know, what do I have to do to not be doing this every single day of my life? Or what do I have to do to kind of get to that next level? And so... I love hearing from somebody, uh, you know, who's, who's been there, who's done it and who is doing it right now, that that is a possibility. The only thing that's not possible is what we tell our minds that we can't do. Uh, you know, I have a lot of, I guess you say theories or acronyms and things that I, you know, but when you talk about stress right now, talking about stress, um, has it been easy? Absolutely not. Um, has it been stress? Absolutely. There's a video that I watched, um, and it talks about, you know, this, this stress and, and about um, being a seed. And I'll share this with you because it's it's so relevant to my career and my life. And I think it's very important for listeners to um, grasp this as well. You know, being a seed, and, we, and I talk about, you know, farming and crops and, and how, you know, you, you, you plant the seeds when it comes to doing service 
from there you end up you know watering it you let you watch it grow and then you can pull from the crops and you could you know deal with the um get the sales end of it right but when you think about us as a person and you know we're all seeds and i say by that meaning if you put a seed out on the sidewalk it's going to burn and die but in order for a seed to grow it has to be buried in dirt right well think about this for a second when you think about stress think about life when you're going through your course of life you're going to probably have people talk about you you're going to probably have dirt thrown at you but in order for you to grow in order for a seed to grow it needs dirt so when you think about stress and you think about um dealing with adversity and growing your career if you focus and let people, you know, take you out of your elements, um, stress you out, if you allow them to control your emotions, you are giving them that power over you. You're letting them now take control of your career, your life. But as a seed needs to grow, it needs to have that dirt, you know, that you're throwing at them, right, on top of them. From there, you need to water it, and it's going to grow from underneath. But we always look at the outside. We always look at the, the stuff that shines. It looks beautiful, but everything starts from the ground up. What you see the end result today, there was work put into, a lot of work put into it. The question of it is, is how much work you're willing to put in into your career. If you don't put the work in, how can you start to get to where you want to get to? And so that's how my career has been. You know, I've, um, I didn't come into this business where my uncle, grandfather, father, whoever was in the business, I wasn't, it wasn't a generational thing for me. It was brand absolutely new. I was green to it. Um, didn't know anything about, you know, the field itself. It's something I just decided to study in high school and say, it's something that sounds interesting. Um, I didn't go to school for ownership. I didn't go to school for business. I didn't go to school for management. Um, I didn't just study that, and I don't, I don't have a degree in that in, in, in the college. Um, everything I've learned has been through the job, but mainly it's been through clockwork. It's been going to the classes through Success Academy. And I just took everything as a sponge because I believe in it and I wanted more for my life. And because I wanted more for my life, I focused on putting the time in. That's so early, you know, time, you know, it's, time is so crucial. And with our customer service, we're dealing with service customers and, and servicing them. You got to put the time in, meaning spend the time with them. Doing the diagnostic and fixing the actual issue itself you know, that's the easy part. It's putting the time with the customer to get them to trust you, like you, and want to continue to call you back and then want to refer you, want to give you reviews. You know, that's the investment you're making. In order to make that investment, you got to make that investment in yourself too um, by learning how to communicate, learning how to deal with customers that are upset, that are frustrated, learning how to deal with, you know, uh, there's a pricing issue, dealing, overcoming that issue. You know, but that's, takes experience, takes time. And I have my two big, you know, um, piece for me in my life is purpose and pride. Without purpose in life, what's the point? What's the point of getting up to go to work every day? What's the point of going to work, you know, on time? Um, if you don't have pride, then what's the point of, you know, when you do a job, you know, sit back and be proud. We don't have, we don't have like a, an Emmys or some kind of Oscars we go to and we get this, you know, praise about, you know, 
the type of you know plumbing job we did or HVAC job or electrical job we did, that's all self pride. If you don't have that, then what's the point? What's the point of doing this as as a as a career? It's not a job for me. It's never been a job. It's always been a career, and it's been extremely rewarding to me, um, for me and my family as far as what we're doing, and that's my my big thing as far as when it comes to the stress out of it. Is it stress? Absolutely. How do you deal with stress? You don't let it overcome you. You don't let it control you. You you move through it and you move forward. And you let people get you upset. If you allow people that talk about you, uh, frustrate you, uh, customers upset, you know, um, get the best of you, then it's going to get a hold of you. And then you're going to go home and you're like, man, why am I doing this? What's the point behind this? You know, and when you love it, you have purpose and pride, you have fun with it. That's why, like, you know, like, when it gets tough and everyone else is like, man, what are we going to do? And they're pulling their hair out and they're ready like to just, you know, like, either quit or they can't take this no more. I, personally, as a person, I rise to the, uh, to the occasion because I strive off of that. Like, that's my, that's like, my, it's my, basically my thing every day. Like, I, I love to be, my, my back's against the corner and I have to now push forward. That makes sense. Well, that's like a, that's a two point approach to uh, properly dealing with stress, which is one, you have your purpose, you know why you're going through this, but two, that analogy you used of the seed of, of, you know, we always look at, and we actually talk a lot here in the, in the building about um, seeds and, you know, if, if you're, 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 you're garden in your mind, so to speak. And, watering it and and um making sure it gets sunlight uh by way of you know good podcasts good books good audio books not listening to negative you know talk shows or news or stuff like that in your truck between calls but we don't talk about the seed side and that was actually a really good um analogy you used you said the seed is planted nothing's going to grow without that seed being planted but what is that seed planted in that seed is planted in dirt and what is that dirt in our lives, but the stress. So you look at it from one point of view, which is the stress is okay because I know where I'm going. The other point of view is whatever dirt is being thrown on me right now by way of the client that's upset, the lawsuit, the, the employee that's you know sick of me or trouble at home or whatever it is could very well be just the, the uh, shovel scoop of soil that's being tossed on another seed that's getting ready to grow in something amazing. You are actually right on the same page with me. You're hitting it right on, and you brought up a word, soil. What does soil have? Soil has nutrients. Those nutrients is what you, you know, you put on that seed for it to help it grow. So instead of looking at dirt being an issue, I look at it as nutrients. So you throw whatever you want to throw at me. You say whatever you want to say about me. So what? Who cares? But those becomes, it's like um, Superman has his uh, kryptonite, right? That's how I look at it. How I look at it when it comes to being a seed and having dirt. It's the soil. And when you have the proper soil with the proper water, you're going to grow. If you plant the seeds in your home or in this house, right? Maybe today they don't pull the trigger. They don't close it today on something. But if I did my job thoroughly and I was explaining everything, 
I did my notes properly. I took my pictures. I did everything I needed to do in that project. And if I walked out of there, for whatever reason, they didn't move forward today, they're going to call me back because they experienced that with anyone else. Then I experienced that type of thoroughness. Then I experienced that type of knowledge. Then I experienced, you know, the person that who I am, the energy on that call. Then I, then I experienced it. And I know that if I leave everything that I need to do in that call and I'm thorough with it, they're going to come back. And then we're going to be able to move forward whatever project that we were looking at discussing. So that, to me, like I said, that, that's why, it's, you know, we, we always look at things on one side, but there's always another flip side to look at it. And that's, you know, that's how I always try, I always try to look at things at least two different ways. And I always try to look at it on the flip side as well. And that's what has been like my go-to when it comes to what we're doing. But as far as a, as a technician, whether you're a plumber, electrician, if you don't believe in what you're doing, if you don't believe in the franchise, then what's the point? You know, like the guy struggle with putting a uniform on. I fell in love with it. Now, background like me, I'm an OCD person. I'm very organized, detailed. That's just my personality since I was a little kid. And that's actually a strength of mine when it comes to what I was doing in the field. We all know, you know, keeping the truck clean, organized, all the things important, but some guys don't do it. My question of the day is, why not? Why don't you do it? You know, an organized truck helps you find things easily, which means you are more efficient. Efficiency means make more money. But then again, we bring stress upon ourselves, right? Because we go to a job, we don't have the right part. Or we can't find the right part. But probably it's in our truck. So now we're stressed out. We're aggravated. We're frustrated. It's 4 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. Ah, I got one more call. Well, you forgot that you stopped at five different Wawa's today. You forgot that you decided to go detour to that one particular Wawa. So how much time did you waste it today? We don't think about that in the day. We just look at it as, ah, it's 4 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. You know, I want to go home. Well, we all want to go home. And that's important too, right? Me, I'm a big thing on is balance in life. Balance is key. Work balance and life balance. If you don't have those two things balanced out, it's going to throw it off and something's going to sacrifice from it. If you have good balance in your life, you can still be successful in your career and you can have a successful home life. But you got to have balance. And a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, a lot of guys out there in this, in this trade, you know, like, they don't want to work long hours. I get it. They don't want to work weekends. I get it. I understand that. But what did you sign up for? What did you get in this career for? What's the end game in mind? What's the purpose? Are you, do you have pride in what you're doing? When you have those two keys, pride and purpose, you're going to have days that are, you know, maybe a little off. Maybe you're not feeling it. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to get through it. And you're going to bounce back the next day or bounce back the next call and so forth. And an eight-hour day, 10-hour day is not going to feel like an eight-hour, 10-hour day because you have fun doing it. When you love what you do and that purpose is there, it's something you enjoy. It's not like it's still work. I get it. You still have to, if you're an installer, you still have to go in in the hot attics. You have to go in the tight crawl spaces. You have to go in these tough jobs. I get it. But I got guys and I've seen guys that when they, they have so much passion behind it, 
they enjoy it. Like it's like it's like a kid playing in a sandbox. You know, do you have that type of attitude and mindset in this trade? And if you don't have that, you need to find it. Because when you find it, you enjoy it more. When you enjoy it more, it don't feel that bad. It doesn't hurt as much. You're not as stressed out as, as you you were prior before. Hey, good stuff there, um, Dave. And I'm guessing that, uh, you know, an efficient truck and loving what you do and all those types of things are ways that you would recommend to, to manage stress. Absolutely, because you don't do those things, like I said, and then you need something and you don't have something, you're stressed out, right? Now you're looking at the clock and you say, man, I got to go somewhere tonight. I got to get somewhere tonight. But because your inefficiencies, you're in control of that van, that truck. The inventory, what you have in the truck, what you don't have in the truck, the paperwork, how the paperwork's done, you're in control. So if you don't have something, it's no one else's fault. It's your fault. But no one wants to take responsibility. If you take responsibility, it'll make things so much smoother and less stress. So responsibility is, is one of those things that, you know, it, I mean, it sounds good in a seminar, it sounds good in a training, but then you get into the real world and you kind of relate back to old habits. So how do you, how do you begin to actually establish responsibility? Like how do you begin to make that a real part of your life? Well, I think there's a, there's like a threshold in this career I think three to five years if you get into the career in the beginning, you're having a battle like, do I really want to do this? Is something I really want to do? You got to kind of get over the little hub, right? You got to get over this little mountain. I think when you finally realize or you finally accept that, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is my career choice. When you get over that hump is when things really start changing. In the beginning, right? You know, like the first year, it's like a relationship. First year, it's, it's good, it's fun, it's exciting. Year two is still the same thing. Year three, all right. We're, we're a little more comfortable, but are we engaged? And when you're engaged in this career and this business, once you figure that out and you're engaged, you do the things that ownership management expects. But you're doing it because you want to do it. It's a difference versus what expected versus what you expect for yourself and what you want to do. Because otherwise, you're just going against the grain. I would say that once like, you see a guy buy in, they buy in, some guys make a joke like, oh, he drunk the Kool-Aid. Um, well, whether he drunk the Kool-Aid or you buy in, that's when things change. Once once you accepted that, hey, this is my career. So what do you think it was about you, Dave, that finally got you over that hump. I mean, do you honestly think it was just you turning 30 and something clicked inside of you or was there a behavior or a life-changing moment that occurred that, you know, made you say, all right, this isn't a game anymore. You know, this is what I'm doing and I'm all in. Well, for me, it happened way before 30 because it's when I ended in Tampa. And I, so for example, right in the, in the business, it's common for guys just wear jeans and t-shirts, right? That's, that's the, common threshold in, in other companies. When I ended up going to Florida and seeing that there was uniforms in this trade, that's something that grasped me. And I was like, oh, crap. This is like, 
this is perfect. I can look like I'm important, like I'm somebody. That's what I wanted. Like I wanted to feel like I was somebody. I wasn't just a plumber. I wasn't just an average person. I was somebody. So that was my purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so from that moment on moving forward, you just like, you kept starting making, sorry, you kept making incremental decisions, you know, one day at a time to say like, yes, more of this, please. You know, like a lot of guys look at things that they're hokey or, you know, corny, I guess you say the word, like things that you, you learn through the franchise uh, and other individuals that have been part of it. For me, it was, I don't know any better. What I got to lose. Yeah. And I, and I put all my effort into doing it. And you know what happened to me? I had success with it. Every time I did what was um, taught, whether it was in the classroom or online, I applied it. And every time I applied it, I said, oh, crap. It, it works. How, so, many, how many times can anybody really think of the time you poured yourself into something like that and weren't successful? It's just, it's just a matter of it's just a lot easier not to. But it's really difficult to not pour your everything into something like learning the trade or what have you and not become successful at it. Most people just don't really want to do it. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like there's a, a, a pivotal point in a career that you got to get over the hub and accept. Like, what's, a, what's reality? Is this my career choice? Is this what I expect to do for the next 25, 30 years of my life? But, and again, once again, what's the end game in mind? So purpose, again. What's, what, like if I'm turning wrenches today and I'm doing service, what's the end game in mind? Do I have, you know, a career plan, you know, a career path that I want to accomplish? Without that, it's like going outside in a windy day and pissing in the wind. <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you have personal experience with that, Dave? I'm not sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's my that's my analogy, right? Windy day, it's raining outside. You go outside and let me know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the point the point of the day, right? If you don't if you don't, we all know Jim Avery's, and I've heard Jim Avery say this many times about a, a building that he saw with a sign outside the building. It says, "Plan or be planned for." That's right. That sticks to my name. That's the, my brain from twenty five years ago. So, either you plan your career and your life. Well, someone else is. That's what it. That's what it means. Yeah, and I can tell you on one side of that equation, it's far more stressful than on the other side. Absolutely. All right, Dave. So we are talking about stress here, and I want to kind of jump into that a little bit deeper. What are? Why, let, let's start with the basic concept of why do you think the home services industry is stressful? Do you think it's any more stressful than any other job, or do you think it's just? you know, this is part of life and this is stress comes with it. Or do you think the home services industry has something that is a little bit more? I, don't, I think every career, no matter what you involve in, has some type of stress and stressful. I mean, it's just tons of careers out there. Our business, you know, why it's stressful, what guys don't like. They don't like on call. What they don't like. They don't like long hours. But there's certain times of the year that it's peak season versus off season. There's certain times of the year that you to put more work into it. Now, coming into this career for me in the beginning, right, we had what's called what's called actual jobbing 
and our thing was to do eight, ten calls a day. That was the whole um, goal. Being part of clockwork, they were like, no, that's not the goal. You know, four to six calls a day is the goal. Less is more. So less is more. By doing that, you know, you could focus more on the call, focus more on the customer versus just trying to get in and get out. Reduces callbacks, reduces, you know, um, mishaps, things you may miss. So the stress on, you know, dealing with the stress end of it, excuse me, and dealing with that is basically knowing that this is why I'm doing it. This is what I want to do and managing that end of it. Yeah. So another another reason um, to slow yourself down there is because you're going to take better care of the client that's in front of you. Uh, you know, for so many people, it's it's how many calls, can, like you mentioned, how many calls can I hit today, or you know, how fast can I get through this? How fast can I get home? And you're gonna you're gonna end up with results that are going to be exactly what you think. You know, it, it's it's going to be painful, and the people are going to suffer. You're going to suffer, and and really, there's very little win in that at all. And slowing down, while it sounds counterproductive to be being stressed because you're like, oh, there's there's so many more calls to hit. Slowing down actually helps you to focus and bring focus and clarity to the people that you're trying to serve right there at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree with that 100%. And like I tell the guys all the time, you know, and one thing I had a, I had a responsibility in my mindset is that I'm responsible to you know, put the food on the table at home, right? Bring on the bread. And so if my family needs something or wants something, if I'm not in a position financially to be able to do that, it's my fault. It's not their fault. It's my fault. So as a man, you know, one thing my grandfather instilled to me you know, early on in my childhood, like, you know, as a man, you're the provider for the home. You're the breadwinner, right? You're the one that needs to make sure that you're taking care of protecting the family and also providing for the family. I always had it back in my mind that, you know, I need to go out there and get it done, make it happen. If I don't, then I got to look at, you know, whether, whether it's the wife, kids, whatever, and say, you know, um, I, I didn't, I didn't come through, let's just say. Now I might not say the right words, but it could be my, it could be my mind and my head and say, you know what? Man, I failed. I failed to provide where I should be able to provide with them. And it's not because of my inabilities. Of my knowledge is just because of my work ethic of what I'm willing to put into my career. Once I once I accepted that, that that was my responsibility, I knew this is what I wanted to do. It just it just like it just happened and it's continued just to happen and happen because the drive behind me that being so driven was like, you know, just moving forward, moving forward because I knew my responsibility. And then when I shifted gears into uh, management and ownership my, my responsibilities just got bigger. My responsibilities became no longer just about me and my family. My responsibilities came about me, my family, and everyone else that was part of my team. Not just the guys that were out there and the people in the office, their families. So my responsibilities just got bigger. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I usually look at the wife and kids and say, remember all those times you left the lights on and I said, turn them off? The electric bill was so high. We can't get that new bike you want. <laughs> oh <my word. laughs> 
No, you're absolutely right. And growing up, man, you that was crucial, man. That's hard. <laughs> growing, growing up without a dad, like I did, there's no, there's no sense of like, there's somebody else coming to to the rescue, or there's somewhere to lean on. Um, my mom, who actually works here with us um, now, was the That's awesome. She was the sole breadwinner, and it, and it took most of the time two jobs, and she was in night classes for for us to just barely afford a one-bedroom apartment in Detroit and I always knew for a fact if I don't get it done it ain't ain't happening and it's and it's still the case now I either get it done or it's not going to happen and that it's not a great way to grow up but it's but it's certainly uh help it helps with manhood it helps with a sense of soul responsibility where you know for a fact that this weight of yourself is on your shoulders and then eventually your wife is on your shoulders and then your family is on your shoulders and then hopefully as you advance your team and then the company as a whole is on you know your shoulders and it's it's not a fun way to start but it's a great way to start to always have a weight of either have to get it done it's not getting done and that's why i said you know earlier i started off is that somehow or another in in my life I got really good at dealing with my back against the wall. Whether it's my childhood life, I don't know. It's just something that is what I got really good at. So that's why, you know, it always pushes me forward. Like when things, I don't like when things are quiet, when things go smooth, if that makes sense. Like, no, it's boring. It, it's so boring. It, it's just, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, what do I do now? What, 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 I don't like it. Yeah, so, what, like so what do you do? Probably what I do is, uh, raise the goal somehow <laughs> it's it's going too easy we got to find a way to uh make it less comfortable raise, raise it i like to make it i like to make it chaotic raise the goals whatever make it crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's fun to me right like that's like hey we're having we have some fun here we're, we're enjoying this you know but for that day what it is the reason why it's fun because i enjoy overcoming challenges that's what i enjoy when everyone else says oh that can't be done like be like a goal like they'll tell me you're crazy you're out of your mind why that's that's just that's not realistic says who what's not realistic one thing that's not realistic is what we tell our minds that's not realistic and that's my mind i i'm big on the mindset as far as even going to every service call you know like what's my mindset going in there so i'm going into the call thinking that i'm not going to succeed in that call yeah, I'm pretty much going to be spot on and not succeed on that call. If I go on that call with the mindset that I'm going to succeed on that call, then nine out of ten, I will. Absolutely, we were, we were just talking to somebody else on the podcast about that fact that as soon as you tell yourself something, that prejudging that call when you pull up in front, as soon as you say, "Man, this ain't going to go nowhere," as soon as you say that, your mind says, "Okay, go time," and starts figuring out how to make sure that nothing happens on that call. Instead of every call you pull up to just looking up at the door and saying, how am I going to help this person today? Or I can't wait to figure out how I'm going to help this person today. So your mind just immediately goes into, you know, homing beacon mode of where I can find ways to help this human being. Um, And that is going to make for 99.9% of the time a successful transaction, a, hopefully a, a relationship build, a friendship, and they they get to enhance the quality of their home. You get to enhance your paycheck and the company you work for. 
I, yeah, I look, I look at it. I like to, I always, I tell, you know, my team and everybody, and I look at it as this, you know, we're in the solution business. I'm there just to provide solutions. And if I do my job very well, then whatever solutions I provide them with, well, offense, right? They're going to move forward with it. If I'm thorough, knowledgeable, respectful, you know, like we take for granted the service call because we are in the home that all oh, they're automatically going to do business with you. No, they're not. It's no different when they call into the call center. Doesn't mean they're going to actually book the call with us. We have to provide a service. We have to provide the atmosphere. I mean, why do people go to Disney World? Why do families save money for years and years to go to Disney World? For the experience. They're going for the experience. So my my challenge, I always challenge my team with and, you know, challenge us as a company is what kind of experience are we providing? You as an individual, you are responsible for that experience in the home. What do you bring to the table? What's the energy like? What's the energy like on that phone call? Is it, is it, is it enthusiastic? Do you, is the phone a disruption or is it something that you are excited to actually grab that phone and get the phone? You know, we went through, we just got rocked as far as um, office staffing the last month and it's pretty chaotic, you know. And it'd be like a scene of, you know, everyone running around in circles and I know what to do. And I had fun, believe it or not, because I got the opportunity to answer phones. I got the opportunity to tell customers, not just, you know, customers to customer complaints. And I had fun because it's what I know how to do anyway. It's what I haven't done in years, but it gave me the opportunity to help out and step up in the call center. And now, there's some things that I was maybe rusted on that, you know, had to polish up, but I had fun. And that's what I was saying the day. Like, you know, you can have a lot of fun doing this if you really enjoy it. But if you don't enjoy it, then you got to be, you got to wake up in the morning and you got to drag your feet. The way you, your, your shoulders roll, they're going to be rolling you know, soggy because I'm like, oh, or you're going to be huffing and puffing. Another call, oh, I got, uh, why can't so-and-so do that call? Why do I got to do that call? And when you when you get into become a nagging person, complaining, complaining, that I can guarantee you that's how your life looks. Your life looks like that because all you do is nag and complain. It's quicksand. Exactly. So if you change your mindset and your attitude towards your life and your career, it'll all get better. But you've got to change your attitude and your mindset. If you don't, like what's the point? Once again, what's the purpose? What's the point? That's good stuff there, David. I'm just kind of thinking all that through there about what you're talking about. And I guess I would ask you, as you look back over your career, you know, what was, what were some things that helped you move forward? I mean, what were some attitudes or mindsets that you made or, or held, uh, you know, earlier on in your career that propelled you through, whether it was, whether it was stress or whether it was difficult times or whether it was, you know, oh man, I'm just finding myself in bad moods all the time. What were some, some choices that you made to get you through all of that? That's a tough one. You want me to go back into my memory banks and think about it? Sure, sure. Any, yeah. any, maybe a piece of it, a good sized adversity that you faced, and how did you think your way and then act your way through it at a young age? You no, know, 
I mean, one of my, my big influences in my life is I've always had people around that I, I guess, lean towards and look towards that have guided me in the right direction. But one of my main persons in my life that was, I guess you say, hard on me um, was a big influence of my grandfather, you know, very old school mentality um, and uh, focused on, you know, like just being disciplined, be responsible. And so he um, was a big impact in my life as far as like my look away of as you're looking at, you know, I didn't have that that ultimate father figure in my life. Um, you know, I did so background. I didn't grow up with my biological father. I did have a stepfather in my life, but it was just different. You know, it's not the same. And um, I ended up spending a part of my life growing up with my um, my grandparents. And so they were a big influence in my life, which I feel like it helped me a lot. So as far as like, you know, when it comes to the you know, adversity and dealing with those things, it's just, I got, I knew once I got into this trade and career that this is what I wanted to do and this is something that I'll just put all my say eggs in one basket. And so I knew this is what my career path was and I was gonna focus on it and put everything I needed to put into it. Not having my experience, not having my knowledge, you know, it's something I had to learn from learn. So I've through my years I always found someone. It'd be like a let's say like a Nate, you know. If Nate if I knew Nate knew something I didn't know, I'm calling Nate up and saying, Hey Nate, what are you doing? How you doing it? And not too long ago, I made a phone call to Nate, you know, because of how experience I have. Because no matter what the person's age is or experience they have, if you have the attitude that you can learn from somebody, you're going to learn from somebody. But the problem a lot of times is that we say we want to learn from somebody, but then we want to contradict that person. So we want to kind of like come back with an excuse versus just taking that information and saying, okay. That makes sense. And so for me, I've always learned to learn to be open-minded. And if I was giving direction or um, critique or so, whatever it is, giving some type of advice, that I, I accepted it, received it. And, one, and when you have that kind of attitude that way, you'll learn more. If you don't have that kind of attitude, you're going to continue to revert back to your habits. You know, as human beings, we're all creatures of habits. Now, we have good habits and we have bad habits. None of us are perfect in this earth. We all make mistakes, but do we learn from those mistakes? And if we identify a bad habit, are we willing to put the work in to change that bad habit? Like, we know where it's wrong. We know laws, we still break them. You know, like, it's just things that we just do as human beings. But we know, like, what frustrates me, I, I, I see a lot of people, like, you know, they do something wrong that they know they're doing wrong and get mad when they get in trouble. And I get confused by that because why are you getting upset for? You knew what you wasn't doing that you're supposed to do. So why are you getting mad? It's your fault. No one else's fault. And once you get to the point in your life and say, you know what? I accept my responsibilities. I know what um, I'm responsible for, what I didn't do, what I should have done. You're not a stress. You're not overwhelmed because you take responsibility and you know, all right, I won't do that again. I'm curious, Dave, as, as you look back over your career, you know, what would be a word or two that you would describe, use to describe your, your rise to ownership? Like, you know, the entire story, how would you describe that? And what do you think would be the key elements of it? Oh man. I mean, hungry. I was hungry. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm still hungry. Yeah, nice. So the, the hungry, I'm hungry for success. Like I'm hungry for like, see, I'm not striving for money. 
that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I'm I'm, I'm striving for growth because my thing is the money's going to come. I give example, right? I was, um, when I got to the stand and I was helping him out in business, I didn't receive any financial gain from it. My attitude was that I'm going to help his company grow because in turn, it's going to help my company grow. But because of that attitude and mindset, eventually after about two or three years is when he approached me with a tangible offer. But that was an end game in mind for me. It, my attitude going into it was, I'm going to help his business, and I know it's going to help my business. So my point is that I knew the, the money was going to come, regardless. You can put the work in. Yeah, we just did a podcast a little bit ago about helping others get what they want. Uh, you know, based off the Zig Ziglar quote. Yeah, you can you can Absolutely. have you can have every, everything you want out of life if you just help enough people get what they want, and that's exactly what you're talking about. But I would even take that to sports or, or anything done. A lot of people just they show up saying they show up for the money, but no, I mean that's like the scorecard. That's just the scorecard for what we're doing, the scoreboard, if you will. And you know, Tom Brady doesn't practice throwing footballs so that the scoreboard will rise. He, he does it so he can win games and then win division championships and then ultimately win the Super Bowl. It's, it's about the game. The money is just the scoreboard. Exactly. And that's the thing is that, you know, like everyone's always looking at like, and I get it. Obviously we got bills. We got to pay our bills. We got to, you know, deal with that end of it. But everyone's always focused more on the dollar than focus on putting the time in, in your career, like put the time in. When you put the time in, the money's gonna come. It's backwards now. Everyone's like, they want like pay me forward, right? Like, all right, I'll pay me, and then I'll show you my worth. Um, that's not how I grew up. That's not my mindset. You know, I got no, I got no issues with, you know, paying you what you're worth or showcasing that. But you gotta put the work in. Absolutely. Yeah, the money never comes first. There's no such thing as a a hundred thousand dollar a year apprentice. You got to put the work in first. And that's the thing is that, you know, like, I guess whatever, I don't know. I mean, a lot's changed, right? A lot's changed in the last five years, a lot's changed in the last 10 years so far. Things have changed tremendously in the last, you know, two years of us dealing with everything as far as what's going at us. But you guys are striving your business. A lot of companies with our network and the franchise are striving with your business. And it all starts from the top down. It starts from ownership, it starts from leadership the management team, and it, and it trickles down. And if you don't have everyone on the same page as far as with the same type of tenacity and, and attitude towards what we're doing, then there's going to be things that are going to be setbacks and going to be held, held back. When everyone's on that synchronized and in sync, it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing what things can happen. But and like you guys are doing this broadcast, I mean, like just time away from doing what you're doing. Um, you know, it's time away from what I got to do as well, but it's something that I know it's like, it's like for me, it's like giving back, right? You give back, it's going to come back 10 times fold. Now that's not my purpose of doing it. It's my purpose of doing it because I enjoy and love what I do. Right. But you know, you, know the, you know, the law, that's a law of, of reciprocity. You, if we, if we give yes. out our, our knowledge and our skill and the things we've learned in these trades over the years, and we just freely give it out, it's going to come back to us tenfold. And it really, I mean, it kind of already has for us, 
I mean, we just started this podcast in January and we've had, you know, guys like yourself, high, high level individuals on here who have taught us, in my opinion, way more than we've, we've actually taught out. <laughs> so we've, we're learning more than we're teaching um, by doing this <laughs> podcast. It's paying back a hundredfold. But isn't that amazing though? Cause you get to, like you said, you get to ask these questions, you get, you get feedback, you get intel, right? You get intel. Yep. And there's something that someone's doing um, that you like, you know what, man, that makes sense. And sometimes people look at something differently than what we look at it because we might look at just, you know, what's service, not what's behind it. And then you got someone that has the behind the scenes, right? It's always good to have the behind the scenes. So that's what, that's what's beautiful about this and, and being able to just, you know, have a network like you guys have created that network to now have a platform to have conversations about different topics. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we have, it's not even just the trades we've had. Uh, we had a cryptocurrency episode where we talked about Bitcoin and whatnot. We had a second degree black belt in jujitsu who owns an MMA gym here locally. We had him come on and talk to us about self-discipline. It's uh, it, it's, it's a lot of learning for us, a lot more than teaching, I believe. You guys got the inside scoop on everything now. It's not fair. <laughs> you can listen too, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so speaking of which, what do you uh, what do you read? What are you listening to? That, uh, I, spend, that I, I spend I spend a great deal on YouTube. You know, I have an hour drive in, and whenever I could pop on YouTube, I'll pop in some type of motivational, like nobody specifically. I just kind of skim through different videos and then. But I'll, be, I'll, I'll type in a certain word that I'm focusing on, like, you know, if it's, if it's stress, it's stress. I'm, you know, I'll look at something that, if it's, you know, dealing with um, adversity, I'll, like, things like that. I just, it'll depend what's going on in my life at the time. And then um, another thing that, you know, I do personally, right, because, you know, I just, I took a two years off on this, but I'm just getting back into it, is I go to a therapist. Because I don't have, like, my fiance one day, she asked me, she goes, how do you, like, who do you turn to? You know, I'm dealing with everything, you know, in the business. And I'll say, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't have no one really to turn to that I could say, hey, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. So, you know, I was going, I was doing therapy for a while, and everyone, like, first, when I was growing up a kid, like, therapist, I ain't running around with me. I don't need a shrink. Like, that's people that are crazy. That was my mindset. But after, you know, Experiencing that and, and having someone that I can actually talk to, but also bounce things off of and help maybe with me as a person, you know, I've got back into that uh, schedule now as far as going every other week because it gives me that outlet. And it's just good to always have, like, as you say, a third party give you that's out of the element of your circle, give you their professional opinion. And once you have someone you could trust and you could, you know, be comfortable with that person then you'll be able to share things with that person that you probably wouldn't share with other people. That makes sense. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Good makes to you. Of sense. I'm a big fan of, yeah. uh, of whatever counseling somebody can get. And that's, that's one thing that, um, you know, I, I committed to and I've been doing. And like I said, I just, you know, cut the COVID, I got on my health, but I'm back into it. And then something that, like my gym is my, you know, one of my, my fixes, you guys, you know, I'm talking about, you know, I told you about how I got so injuries, but I love sports. And so I literally cannot do it no more. I'll continue it. I'll deal with the, the, I guess, the pain that comes along with it. Right? But it's something that, you know, you have to have something that 
like if you're sitting behind, if you're sitting on the couch, and you're just looking at remotes, trying to find something, you're wasting time. And isn't it, isn't your thing that just your your guys' podcast is waste no day? Isn't that the correct title? Like That's that? right. You got it, buddy. Okay, so think about that. I'm not talking to you guys, but just to the audience. If you're sitting at home with the remote control in your hand, trying to figure out what to watch and what to look for, you are wasting time. Like, what are you doing with your time that you can put into to help you grow? Forget about making more money. Just help you grow. Yeah, man, that's that, that's, that's right up our alley. We ask that question around here a lot. What are you doing to actually take this seriously? And that's the thing, like, you know, you, you, you take the 24 hours a day, right? And you say an average person takes, what, six, eight hours of sleep? You work, what, eight, ten hours a day? So where's the rest of the time at? Hour at the gym. Don't forget that part. <laughs> well, if you had, if you had, if you had, well, you got to air gym too, but you got to eat. But I'm saying, like, where's the, where's other, what are you doing with other time? Right, if you sleep eight hours a day, let's say you work eight hours a day, that's 16 hours. That's 24 hours a day. So where's the rest of that time? Well, I know Brian spends at least four hours eating a day. So. Right. And two hours in the gym, if I'm, if I'm lucky. <laughs> I don't know about two hours in the gym. Maybe I've seen him. I'm not sure if he's spending enough time in there. Maybe he just, he just talks about it. <laughs> Maybe I was spending a little more time eating than lifting. <laughs> but that's the thing of the day. Like, you know, everyone says there's no time. I don't know time. But no, you have time. You just choose not to make time. Or you're trying to just waste time. Like you're trying to fill your day in with nonsense. Yeah, man. Time is one thing that everybody has been given the exact same allotment of. And there's no rich or poor people. Everybody's got the same amount. And that's, that's really a, a huge emphasis about the title of our podcast. As you mentioned, waste no day. Uh, it's just so easy to get to the end of your day and say, well, all right, you know, We'll reset tomorrow and you can get in that habit and, and, and it's more than a habit. It's a lifestyle where you're just like going through life, accepting mediocrity saying this is good enough. And you know, before you know it, years go by and you look back on your life and say, what am I doing here? And so that, I mean, that's our shout out with this podcast is like, go against that. We, we battle against that ideology. We battle against that mentality that, there's no time for that, literally. Yep, yep. Well, hey, really good stuff here today, Dave. Thanks so much for being on with us. Uh, we appreciate uh, hearing about your story and, and you know the encouragement you have there for really taking life seriously, getting yourself in the right mindset, and pushing forward. I appreciate you guys you know, inviting me as well and taking your time out of your day. So look forward to uh, seeing you guys soon. Yeah, we have a meeting coming up next month, right? Or this month, actually, this month. That's right. Well, hey, we can't let you go without doing a couple of fun questions for you at the end here. We love hearing from our guests just on a different perspective. So, uh, I'm going to toss a couple out to you here and see what you come back with. Uh, if okay. you, I know you're a car guy. I've seen some of the things that uh, are being driven around your office there. So, if you could describe your car in one word, what would it be? Exotic. <laughs> oh yeah i love it <laughs> all right uh 
What is the last song played on your Spotify list? Does it count that I have Spotify? Uh, okay, just whatever your streaming audio is. Uh, your, your phone. He just that. texted me that it's the Waste No Day podcast. Oh, Appreciate yeah. that, buddy. But we're looking for music this time. You said you're looking for music? <laughs> hold on. I'll pull, I'll pull it up for you because um, there's a couple of songs I had this morning. Hold on. Hold on. That I was playing. And, um, you know, remember that song? is a song, um, what's it called? Happy Day, something like that? I can't find it. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, yeah, Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, I had that on. <laughs> All right, nice. So, okay, uh, where do, you live uh, on the beach or real close to the beach, so I'm curious, where do beach town people go to vacation? Where do beach town people go to vacation? They go to the city. <laughs> well, I was like, well, you guys are out in the boonies, you know, you guys, it's funny, like, you know, people that live, live down here, they're getting out of here. And then like, you guys are all coming down to the shore. Like, we're like, let's go to the show for a game. And we're like, no, we're leaving the shore. Yeah. We're going the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there next month in case you want to know when to roll out. <laughs> no, I'm out of here. I'm out. Nice. All right, last one for you here, buddy. Uh, if you walked into the office and there was some a theme song that would play when you opened the door and Dave stepped in, what would be your walk-in music? What my walk-in music? I don't know. That's a good question. I have a lot of different songs that I've um, I don't know how. Like I've had some uh, like Gun N' Roses songs that my theme, but I mean, if you guys talk about an iconic song and songs like my go-to, it's gonna be Eye of Tiger. All right, yeah, a little survivor. I, I grew up on Rocky too. It's yeah, yeah. That that's it. You know, always that's my like. If I need to get like pump, 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 and get me punch, that's my go to. Nice, good stuff today. What are you going with there, Nate? I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I, I agree with Dave. There's so many options out there, but probably some type of like TNT or you know some rock, AC some DC. rock ballads. I don't know. Yeah. Right, uh, I have a very wide, I have a very, very wide genre. Like, music. So what I do is um, music before the meetings. Yeah, and so the guys are always like puzzles and like you listen to that. I'm like, yeah, why not? So don't know what they're thinking, but they always take it back because I have a wide genre of music that I enjoy. Oh man, handing the remote over to a tech for music choices. Yeah, I'm not giving them there. I just like I was I, before the meeting starts. I, I play it off my phone in the in the, in the room, and yeah, they're just music going before the, you know that they get themselves settled in. Yep. Um, I don't really have a go. I don't really have a walk-in song, welcome in, but I just have music playing. So like so they always be thinking back with my choice of different songs. Nice. Good stuff right, today, guys. Dave. Hey, appreciate your time. Keep doing what you're doing and keep rising through the ranks and wasting no bit no day, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one, Thank you. Thanks, Bye. man. Hey, that's a wrap for this podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to Dave and his story. Truly one of just admiration of going from being in that truck to now owning his own businesses uh, and uh, you know, having other people working for him. And it's not so much about that. It's it's about, you know, the choices that he made, the mentality that he had all throughout his career and still has today 
and is perpetuating that mentality to others so that they too have the same uh, the same mindset to keep on pushing on, that there's no time for wasting. There's no time for just mediocrity and saying, this is okay. Always looking for the next level, always trying to help people out, always trying to improve. And I hope you heard that today in his message uh, and what he's all about. For those of you listening, we appreciate you every week. Thank you so much. Leave us some comments. Tell us what you want to hear about. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to be a guest on the show and you have a particular topic you're interested in, we'd love to hear from you about that as well. But we, uh, we encourage you regardless of whether you're sitting at a desk, owning a business, driving a truck, being a technician, or on the phones or anywhere in between, we encourage you keep on keeping on. The home services industry uh, needs you and we need great people to continue waking up every morning and wasting no day. 